Homeland, Chapter 18, The Back Room My greetings, faceless one, the high priestess said, pushing past Alton into his private chamber in Sorcerer. And mine to you, Mistress Verna, Alton replied, trying to keep the fear out of his voice. Verna Duarden coming to see him at this time had to be more than a coincidence. What act has brought me the honor from a visit from a mistress of Arak Tenilith? No longer a mistress, said Verna. I have returned to my home. Alton paused to consider this news. He knew that Dinan Duarden had also resigned his position at the academy. Matron Malice has brought her family back together, Verna continued. There are stirrings of war. You have heard them, no doubt. Just rumors, Alton stuttered, now beginning to understand why Verna had come to call on him. How Stuarden had used the faceless one before in its plotting, in an attempt to assassinate Alton, of course. Now, with rumors of war whispering throughout Menzoberranzan, Matron Malice was re-establishing her network of spies and assassins. You know of them? Verna asked sharply. I've heard a little, Alton breathed, careful now not to anger the powerful female. Not enough to report to your house. I did not even suspect that House Duarden was involved until now, when, when you informed me. Alton could only hope that Verna had no detection spell aimed at his words. Verna relaxed, apparently appeased by the explanation. Listen more carefully to the rumors, faceless one, she said. My brother and I have left the academy. You are to be the ears and eyes of Al Stuarden at this place. But, Alton stuttered, Verna held up a hand to stop him. We know of our failure in our last transaction, she said. She bowed low, something a high priestess rarely did to a male. Matron Malice sends her deepest apologies that the ungent you received for the assassination of Alton Devere did not restore your features to your face. Alton nearly choked on the words, now understanding why an unknown messenger had delivered the jar of healing salve some thirty years before. The cloaked figure was an agent of House Duarden, come to repay the faceless one for his assassination of Alton. Of course, Alton had never even tried the ungent. With his luck, it would have worked and would have restored the features of Alton Devere. This time, your payment cannot fail, Verna went on though Alton, too, caught up in the irony of it all, hardly listened. House Duarden possesses a wizard staff, but no wizard worthy to wield it. It belonged to Nalfane, my brother, who died in the victory over Devere. Alton wanted to strike out at her. Even he wasn't that stupid, though. If you can discern which house plots against House Duarden, Verna promised, the staff will be yours. A treasure indeed for such a small act. I will do what I can, Alton replied, having no other response to this incredible offer. That is all Matron Malice asks of you, said Verna, and she left the wizard quite certain that House Duarden had secured a capable agent within the academy. Dinan and Verna Duarden have resigned their positions, said Alton excitedly as the diminutive matron mother came to him later that same evening. "'That is already known to me,' replied Sinefe Hanette. She looked around disdainfully at the littered and scorched room, then took a seat at the small table. "'There's more,' 
Alton said quickly, not wanting Sinefe to get upset about being disturbed over old news. I, I had a visitor this day, Mistress Verna Duarden herself. She suspects? Matron Sinefe growled. No, 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 she does not suspect. Quite the opposite. House Duarden wishes to employ me as a spy, as it once employed the faceless one to assassinate me. Sinefe paused for a moment, stunned, then issued a laugh straight from her belly. Ah, the ironies of our lives, she roared. I had heard that Dinan and Verna were sent to the academy only to oversee the education of their younger brother, remarked Alton. An excellent cover, Sinefe replied. Verna and Dinan were sent as spies for the ambitious matron Malice. My compliments to her. Now they suspect trouble. Alton stated, sitting opposite his matron mother. "'They do,' agreed Sinefe. "'Massage patrols with Drizzt, but House Duarden has also managed to plant Dinan in that group.' "'Then Massage is in danger,' reasoned Alton. "'No,' said Sinefe. "'House Duarden does not know that House Hanette perpetrates the threat against it, "'else it would not have come to you for information.' Matron Malice knows your identity. A look of terror crossed Alton's face. No, not your true identity, Sinefe laughed at him. She knows the faceless one as Gelru's Hanette, and she would not have come to Hanette if she suspected our house. Then we have an excellent opportunity to throw House Duarden into chaos, Alton cried. If I implicate another house, even Ben Ray, perhaps our position will be strengthened. He chuckled at the possibilities. Malice will reward me with a staff of great power, a weapon I will turn against her at the proper moment. Matron Malice! Sinefe corrected sternly. Even though she and Malice were soon to be enemies, Sinefe would not permit a male to show such disrespect to a matron mother. Do you really believe that you could carry out such a deception? When Mistress Verna returns, you will not deal with a lesser priestess with such valued information, foolish Devere. You will face Matron Malice herself, a formidable foe. If she sees through your lies, do you know what she will do to your body? Alton gulped audibly. I am willing to take the risk, he said, crossing his arms resolutely on the table. And what of House Hanette, when the biggest lie is revealed? Sinefe asked. What advantage will we enjoy when Matron Malice knows the faceless one's true identity? I understand, Alton answered, crestfallen but unable to refute Sinefe's logic. Then what are we to do? What am I to do? Matron Sinefe was already considering the next move. You will resign your tenure, she said at length. Return to House Hanette within my protection. Such an act might also implicate House Hanette to Matron Malice, Alton reasoned. It may, replied Sinefe, but it is the safest route. I will go to Matron Malice in feigned anger, telling her to leave House Hanette out of her troubles. If she wishes to make an informant of a member of my family, then she should have come to me for permission, though I'll not grant it at this time. Sinefe smiled at the possibilities of such an encounter. 
My anger, my fear alone could implicate a greater house against House Tewarden, even a conspiracy between more than one house, she said. Obviously enjoying the added benefits, Matron Malice will certainly have much to think about and much to worry about. Alton hadn't even heard Cinefe's last comments. The words about granting her permission this time had brought a disturbing notion into his mind. And did she? He dared to ask, though his words were barely audible. What do you mean? asked Cinefe, not following his thoughts. Did Matron Malice come to you? Alton continued, frightened but needing an answer. Thirty years ago, did Matron Cinefei grant her permission for Gelru's Hunet to become an agent, an assassin to complete Helstvere's elimination? A wide smile spread across Cinefei's face, but it vanished in the blink of an eye as she threw the table across the room, grabbed Alton by the front of his robes, and pulled him roughly to within an inch of her scowling visage. Never confuse personal feelings with politics, the tiny but Obviously strong matron growled, her tone carrying the unmistakable weight of an open threat. And never ask me a question such as that again. She threw Alton to the floor, but didn't release him from her penetrating glare. Alton had known all along that he was merely a pawn in intrigue between House Annette and House Duarden, a necessary link for matron Sinefe to carry out her treacherous plans. Every now and then, though, Alton's personal grudge against House Duarden caused him to forget his lowly place in this conflict. Looking up now at Cinefe's bared power, he realized that he had overstepped the bounds of his position. At the back end of the Mushroom Grove, the southern wall of the cavern that housed Mansa was a small, heavily guarded cave. Beyond the iron-bound door stood a single room, used only for gatherings of the city's eight ruling matron mothers. The smoke of a hundred sweet-smelling candles permeated the air. The matron mothers liked it that way. After almost half a century of studying scrolls in the candlelight of Sorcerer, Alton did not mind the light, but he was indeed uncomfortable in the chamber. He sat at the back end of the spider-shaped table, in a small unadorned chair reserved for guests of the council. Between the table's eight hairy legs were the ruling matron mother's thrones, all jeweled and dazzling in the candlelight. The matron mothers filed in, pompous and wicked, casting belittling glares at the male. Cinefe, at Alton's side, put a hand on his knee and gave him a reassuring wink. She would not have dared to request a gathering of the ruling council if she was not certain of the worthiness of her news. The ruling matron mothers viewed their seats as honorary in nature and did not appreciate being brought together except in times of crisis. At the head of the spider table sat matron Ben Ray, the most powerful figure in all of Menza Baranzan, an ancient and withered female with malicious eyes and a mouth unaccustomed to smiles. "'We are gathered, Sinefe,' Ben Ray said when all eight members had found their appointed chairs." "'For what reason have you summoned the council?' "'To discuss a punishment,' Sinefe replied. "'Punishment?' Matron Benray echoed, confused. The recent years had been unusually quiet in the Drow City, without an incident since the Tecandias-Freth conflict. 
To the first matron mother's knowledge, no acts had been committed that might require a punishment, certainly none so blatant as to force the ruling council to action. What individual deserves this? Not an individual, explained matron Sinefe. She glanced around at her peers, measuring their interest. A house, she said bluntly. Dermen Neshers Bernen, House to Arden. Several gasps of disbelief came in reply, as Sinefe had expected. House to Arden? Matron Benray questioned, surprised that any would implicate Matron Malice. By all of Benray's knowledge, Malice remained in high regard with the Spider Queen, and House to Arden had recently placed two instructors in the academy. For what crime do you dare to charge House to Arden? asked one of the other matrons. "'Are these words of fear, Sinefe?' Matron Benray had to ask. Several of the other ruling matrons had expressed concern about House to Arden. It was well known that Matron Malice desired a seat on the ruling council, and, by all means of the power at her house, she seemed destined to get it. "'I have appropriate cause,' Sinefe insisted. "'The others seem to doubt you.' replied Matron Benray. "'You should explain your accusation quickly if you value your reputation.' Sinefe knew that more than her reputation was at stake. In Menzo Boranzen, a false accusation was a crime on par with murder. "'We all remember the fall of House de Vere,' Sinefe began. Seven of us now gathered sat upon the ruling council beside Matron Ginefe de Vere.' "'House de Vere is no more,' Matron Benmay reminded her. "'Because of House de Arden,' Sinefe said bluntly. This time the gasps came out as open anger. "'How dare you speak such words?' came one reply. Thirty years!' came another. "'The issue has been forgotten!' Matron Benray quieted them all before the clamor rose to a violent action, a not uncommon occurrence in the council chamber. "'Sinefe,' she said through the dry sneer of her lips, "'one cannot make such an accusation, one cannot discuss such beliefs openly so long after the event. You know our ways. If House Duarden did indeed commit this act, as you insist, it deserves our compliments, not our punishment.' "'for it carried it out to perfection. "'Hastavir is no more, I say. "'It does not exist.' "'Alton shifted uneasily, "'caught somewhere between rage and despair. "'Sinefe was far from dismayed, though. "'This was going exactly as she had envisioned and hoped. "'Oh, but it does.' She responded, rising to her feet. She pulled the hood from Alton's head. In this person. Gelruz? asked Matron Ben Ray, not understanding. Not Gelruz, Sinefe replied. Gelruz Hanette died the night House de Vere died. This male, Alton de Vere, assumed Gelruz's identity and position, hiding from further attacks by House de Arden. Ben Ray whispered some instructions to the matron at her right side, then waited as she went through the semantics of a spell. 
Then Ray motioned for Sinefe to return to her seat, then faced Alton. "'Speak your name!' Ben Ray commanded. "'I am Alton Devere,' Alton said, gaining strength from the identity he had waited so very long to proclaim. "'Son of Matron Ginefe, and a student of Sorcerer on the night Hastuarden attacked.' Ben Ray looked to the matron at her side. "'He speaks the truth,' the matron assured her. Whispers sprang up all around the spider table, of amusement more than anything else. "'That is why I summoned the ruling council,' Sinefe quickly explained. "'Very well, Sinefe,' said Matron Benray. "'My compliments to you, Alton Devere, on your resourcefulness and ability to survive. For a male... You have shown great courage and wisdom. Surely you both know that the council cannot exact punishment upon a house for a deed committed so long ago. Why would we so desire? Matron Malice to Arden sits in the favor of the Spider Queen. Her house shows great promise— "'You must reveal to us greater need "'if you wish any punishment against House to Arden.' "'I do not wish such a thing,' Sinefe quickly replied. "'This matter, thirty years removed, "'is no longer in the realm of the ruling council. "'House to Arden does indeed show promise, my peers, "'with four high priestesses and a host of other weapons.' not the least of which being their second boy, Drizzt, first graduate of his class. She had purposefully mentioned Drizzt, knowing that the name would strike a wound in matron Ben Ray. Ben Ray's own prized son, Bergenyon, had spent the last nine years ranked behind the wonderful young Duarden. "'Then why have you bothered us?' matron Ben Ray demanded, an unmistakable edge in her voice. "'To ask you to close your eyes,' Sinefe purred. "'Alton is a hunnet now, under my protection. "'He demands vengeance for the act committed against his family, "'and, as a surviving member of the attacked family, "'he has the right of accusation.' "'House Hunnet will stand beside him?' Matron Benray asked, turning curious and amused. "'Indeed,' replied Sinefe. Thus is House Hunnet bound. Vengeance? Another matron quipped, also now more amused than angered. Or fear? It would seem to my ears that the matron of House Hunnet uses this pitiful devere creature for her own gain. House Duarden aspires to higher ranking, and matron Malice desires to sit upon the ruling council. A threat to House Hunnet, perhaps? "'Be it vengeance or prudence, my claim, Alton Devere's claim, must be deemed as legitimate,' replied Sinefe, "'to our mutual gain.' She smiled wickedly and looked straight to the first matron. "'To the gain of our sons, perhaps, in their quest for recognition.' "'Indeed,' replied matron Ben Ray, in a chuckle that sounded more like a cough." A war between Hunnet and Duarden might be to everyone's gain, but not 
Benray suspected, as Sinefe believed. Malice was a powerful matron, and her family truly deserved a rank higher than ninth. If the fight did come, Malice probably would get her seat on the council, replacing Sinefe. Matron Benray looked around at the other matrons, and guessed from their hopeful expressions that they shared her thoughts. Let Honette and Duarden fight it out. Whatever the outcome, the threat of Matron Malice would be ended. Perhaps, Benray hoped, a certain young Duarden male would fall in battle, propelling her own son into the position that he deserved. Then the first matron spoke the words Sinefe had come to hear, the silent permission of Menzabaranton's ruling council. "'This matter is settled, my sisters,' matron Benray declared to the accepting nods of all at the table. "'It is good that we never met.' This day.